Hey, this is your host, Kyle Gorman. And before we get started today, I want to share with you a free resource that we have created to help you develop your leadership skills. And basically what this is, it's the four strategies that great leaders use to increase retention, to build loyalty amongst their team, and ultimately to help them lead high-performing teams. You can get this free download at theemployerblueprint.com backslash great leaders. And this is completely free. Also within that is a wonderful offer for our online training course. But I want to encourage you to check out theemployerblueprint.com backslash great leaders to get your free download today. Welcome to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. For all of the business owners out there, have you ever just wished that there was a formula to help you understand how to succeed in business? We've, we've heard these statistics and this staggering statistics related to how many small businesses fail. You know, it's like 50% in the first five years and 70% in the first 10 years. And we always worry that we're going to uh, land into one of those categories. And wouldn't it be nice if there was just a formula out there to help us understand how to succeed, what we need to do to create success in our business? Well, today's guest, Allison Vedato, from Australia is a leading expert in uh, in business coaching and in business training, and she has in fact created a formula for business success. And it basically walks through six steps or six key areas that you have to focus on. Uh, the first is self leadership and your mindset. The next is strategic planning, and then of course marketing and operations. Then the people and relationships. And the final is your financial strategies. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about just a couple of these uh, with as much as it'd be great to dive into all of them or a couple that really felt like were going to be important for people to have an opportunity to hear and understand what this really means. Um, Beyond that, if you have questions about any of these, I want to encourage you uh, to reach out to us or to reach out to Allison directly to see if you can get some more information about any of these areas to help you create a formula for success in your own business. As always, if you have any questions or if there are topics that you'd like to hear more about, you can reach out to us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. I also would like to encourage you to hit that subscribe button. And also, leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show and spread the word to your friends. Thanks so much and enjoy this week's episode. Thank you all so much for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint podcast. And uh, I'm so pleased uh, to bring this week's guest to you. This is Allison Vedato, uh, who comes from us all the way from Australia, um, but has been recognized routinely as an expert 
um, in, uh, in, in business coaching and entrepreneurship um, and what it takes to build a, a, a great business, build a solid business and one that can stand the test of time. Uh, one of the things that we'll dive into here in just a couple of moments is, you know, the staggering statistics and information about the number of businesses that fail so quickly. And uh, Allison's mission is to help reduce those numbers uh, through the strategies that she has. So, Allison, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show. And as we as we jump in, why don't you walk us through your history and experience and catch us up to where you are now and what led you there? Okay. Hi, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me on. And hi, everybody. Um, well, my business is a family business. And we, my husband and I st- began the business about 25, 27 years ago, and we both worked as consultants. I was in training and he's an engineer, so he would consult to big engineering firms and I would consult to different colleges and things like that. And then in 2010, we had absolute explosive growth mm. on the mining and resources side of our business. Yeah. I'd been teaching um, a number of different things and I'd been studying leadership and I'd completed a postgrad course in leadership and things and we quickly came to the decision that I needed to take over the business full time. Mm-hmm. And my passion is in training so I, you know, I really wanted to bring that on too. And so I, I came on board, I left my teaching job and I came on board and it was such a steep learning curve. Um, I'm a great believer in education. I think that we need to really invest in ourselves as business owners. So I began to study an MBA and during the course of studying that MBA, that's when I first read that 50% of small businesses go under in the first few years and those figures climb to 70% within 10. Mm. And honestly, I I was just stunned. I just, you know, and I I just kept thinking that's families, you know, that's Mm. entrepreneurs and, you know, if you run a small business, you know how hard people work and the blood, the sweat, the tears and I think, you know, and they fall over. So that became a real mission and from there I developed the training arm to our business which is called PUSH and the purpose behind PUSH is to actually reduce those staggering number of business failures because what's really sad is many of them are actually avoidable. You know, a lot of businesses that go under, they have money in the pipeline or they have work in the pipeline, they just can't stay solvent. Right. And so if they, they had, you know, the strategies and the planning and the management to keep that cash flow going, mm-hmm. it would make all the difference. Yeah. So that, that is my, my absolute passion. And, and what do you think, you know, having worked with, um, with so many small businesses and understanding uh, those, those failure rates and sort of those failure points, what are some of the things that you see generally lead to the failure of a small business? Or maybe even to put it a better way, are there cues that people could see early on to say, we're headed down the wrong path here? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, Carl, because 
<clears throat> I established Push around about 2011, something mm-hmm. like that, 2011, 12. And then in like 2014, the mining and resources industry went completely bust. Yeah. So we lost about 80% of our contracts within a few weeks. Wow. And the I know it was it was truly devastating and the others weren't that far behind. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're a family business. So we, you know, we were employing family members and the staff that aren't family were like family to us. Sure. And suddenly everything was drying up. So I, you know, I went from wanting to prevent the small business failure statistics to almost becoming one myself. Right. And so what I actually did was I just lived and breathed um, our business. And so I, I actually took it apart and I worked out that there are six key areas to the business and if they were running well, then we'd be okay. And so I, it took me about nine months and I, I developed a marketing funnel and, you know, for the mining and resources industry, everyone was telling me it can't be done. You know, <laughs> they, they don't like downloads. They don't, you know, they're not really on social media and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I really focused on this model of six key areas of our business. Yeah. And yeah. and then, like I said, after about nine months, you know, it's, we started to really see it turning around. Right. And we just kept implementing every day. And um, I have like a Facebook group and I train small businesses. I mentor small businesses for the government. And I, so I would ask them and, you know, and I'd observe and talk to them. And I find that problems always fall into one of those six key areas, hmm. always. Yeah. And yeah. If we have really strong strategies, you know, and systems, then you can identify where something is up. Right, right. You know, if you've got those six, so often like most people will say to me, it's, you know, I'm forever surveying. I'm a bit of a fact finder. So I'm, unlike my Facebook group, they answer questions, you know, before they join. And most small business owners will say that their problems are, you know, money, time, leads. Mm. When you actually dig a little bit deeper, they've got leads coming in the door, but they don't have systems in place to follow them up. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's something else going on behind that initial you know, if I had more leads or if I had more time or, mm-hmm. you know, so those the real strategies of the big picture of our business. Right. I think that really is key to, you know, being sustainable. And when you look at the big end of town, which, of course, the mining and resources size of my business, which we did turn it around and it's back up and it's a seven-figure business and doing really well. We deal with the great big companies. Mm -hmm. Now, those big companies, when you look at them, they have a sales department, they have a HR, they have a finances, they have a marketing. They have somebody looking after each of those key areas. Mm -hmm. And so if we can take the big end of town model and just scale it down for us, right? I think that's where the key is in us surviving. And and in your in these six strategies, 
how important is it? And I, and I assume just to make sure the audience is kind of caught up on that as well. That's where you talk about self-leadership, strategic planning, marketing, yes. operations, people, and financial strategies. Yes. And so, and I want to dive into a couple of those, um, but how important is it whenever you are walking a business through these strategies, do they have to be focused on in order? Because I noticed the first one you talk about is self-leadership and your mindset. Is it important to go through these strategies in the order you have them designed? Or can can someone pick up on certain strategies and say, this is the one I want to focus on right now? They, they can. I think um, mindset and self-leadership, you know, that impacts everything. Right. You know, what we think is, you know, what we believe and that formulates our thoughts and our actions. So if, if you've got a negative or a fixed mindset, you know, you, you can do a lot of work on, on your operations and your systems and things, but if you're really telling yourself it's not going to work and it's too hard and you're not able to do it, mm-hmm. you know, you're sort of pushing uphill. Whereas right. if you get your mindset and when we, I mean, my business was so close to going under, mm. you know, it, it was a near-death experience for the business and, you know, we actually had the conversation about closing the doors. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I would do is we would actually have meetings and we would focus on having a growth mindset. Right. And right. so that we were changing the terminology because, you know, people, like we knew people who were going under, who were closing their doors and people were saying things like there's no work around, there's nothing out there, there's no projects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would flip that and say, okay, even if there's been a 90% drop in the number of projects, if right. there's, what, 200,000 projects in this country, that still leaves 20,000 and we only want five. (laughs) Right. You know, so it it changed our approach to to actually, you know, going and meeting with people and, you know, trying to actually get those conversions when we were coming from a really positive place. So I think mindset really should be number one Mm -hmm. and then the others you can, you know, if you've got a pressing pressing issue and you know if you're hemorrhaging money then don't worry about going through all the other modules <laughs> get, get on finances and <laughs> yes and fix yeah. it yeah well and so and that brings up a point as well you, you know i'm going to reiterate some of these so i mean and obviously the first one on, on uh the self-leadership and your mindset um, you know, and I agree completely. That's critical. We've got to start there because that's what helps understand who we are, how we're going to be able to move forward and really understand why we're doing the things that we are doing. Um, but whenever we look at these other areas, so I'm going to go through these a little slower, strategic planning, marketing, operations, uh, people and relationships and financial strategies. Um, you know, those are much more tangible and, Generally speaking, I would say, especially in the small business world, um, you know, most business owners may be good in a couple of these areas, but not great in all of these areas. So, 
you know, as an example, let's say, um, you know, you're, you're, you've got a, a business owner who's really good operationally and a great people person, but the marketing of the business is just not a strength of theirs, understanding how to market and, and you know, the right way to get that word and message out. What recommendation do you make to someone that says, well, I'm good in these two or three areas, but gosh, this other area you're talking about is just a black hole for me. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, one of the things as far as like mindset goes, and um, I think it was Dr. Carol Dweck that um, developed it, and it was to just change your wording. So rather than saying, you know, I'm terrible at this, because I I must say that was me. Mm -hmm. Marketing was a whole new language for me. Yeah. And and I was sort of, you know, I don't get it. But by simply attaching the word yet, to the end of those sentences yeah. completely changes our perspective, hmm. yeah. you know. So, and like I said, I mean, I'd never heard of an avatar and a lead magnet. It was right. all double Dutch to me. And I knew, you know, when I looked strategically and I looked at my business, I knew that our biggest problem was marketing because mm-hmm. we had to get that money in the door. Right. And uh, and so I just learned, and I still I now belong to marketing masterminds in the US. I go across a few times a year. Mm-hmm. It's become a bit of a passion. I really quite love it now. Mm-hmm. Whereas those first couple of years, it was absolute necessity. Right. And really, in small business, we we have two choices. We either learn it and we learn it. And if you're in trouble, then you need to learn it fast, or you hire somebody. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, you hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. Well, and, I, and, that, and that's, uh, that's a really great point that you make. And I think um, a lot of small business owners need to hear that part of it as well. Because oftentimes, as a business owner, uh, you know, whether it's our ego or whether it's just, um, you know, just that feeling that, that the weight of the world falls on our shoulders, we oftentimes think in terms of, I have to know everything. I should be an expert in all areas of my business. And so what you said there is really important, I think, for people to hear as well, um, is that if you're not great in something, you do have two options. You can either learn it. First, obviously, you've got to admit you're not great at it. And and that sometimes can take a little, um, uh, you know, a little uh, humble pie to figure out. But First, we've got to admit that we're not great at it. And then you can either go learn it and invest the time and the energy to learn these things, or the world is so small these days, and you and I sitting here is a perfect example. Um, you know, you in Australia and, and me in the you know the south central part of um, the United States, being able to communicate like this, the world is so small now that there are experts in any area that you're not great in that are readily available and accessible to be able to help yes. you and the challenges that you're facing. So lean on those experts and leverage those so that you as a business owner can focus on the things that you are great at or focus on your high payoff activity. And what I have found over the years um, is that by doing that, you learn so much. I mean, to your point about the marketing, you know, even if you're working with someone that is great in marketing, there are just things you learn along the way by working with people that are great in marketing that you otherwise would maybe have never known. Yes, 100% right. And, and, you know, as you say, when you focus on things that you're really good at or you're passionate about, you're going to do a much better job. 
Whereas right. if you really don't, like for me, um, SEO is not my thing. Yeah. And, you know, I did the SEO course because I like to learn and then teach and delegate. Mm-hmm. And I did the an SEO course and I, I can't tell you how I sprinted to hand that off to somebody else. <laughs> and yeah. I'm happy to pay them, you know. Right. You think you know what you're doing. And I don't have any real desire to learn that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it really is, you're absolutely right. It's all about acknowledging that you're not good at something mm-hmm. and and you've no desire. I mean, I'm not good at SEO and I've no desire to become great at SEO. Right, right. And so it's worth it, you know, in those those instances to uh, to hire that out, let the experts do what they do so you can go back and focus on what you do. Absolutely. Um, another area of these strategies that I want to dive into for just a second, and again, because as I look at these uh, these strategies that you've developed and that you communicate and that you train, um, you know, some of them are, are fairly tangible and marketing being one of those and operations and financial strategies. But another one that is a little more challenging to understand is people and relationships. There's there's uh, there's sort of an intangibility to that, um, and because it's you know it's more related to those soft skills um, that that you can learn about financial strategies and uh, in school, and you can learn about operations and conferences and things like this. But people and relationships, that's another challenging area for a lot of people. Um, as they are trying to navigate how to lead and run a business and now then a team of people and you continue to grow and now you've got these employees around you and you have vendors and clients and customers and all of these people that we have to figure out how to work with. So when you are, um, when you're training and you're working with someone in this area, uh, where do people start, especially if, if they've admitted or they've started to understand I'm not great at the people side of my business? Yeah. Well, I think um, what I teach is emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, that absolute awareness. Right. And and that's always, you know, quite enlightening for people. And the other thing that I teach is um, this behavioural profiling. Mm-hmm. And, and that works a treat because suddenly people realise that, you know, Others are different. They're not, it's, it's not a personal thing. Right. It's just the way they communicate. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had, if I can give a very quick example, we had um, one chap in our office who is what they call a high C. He's very data-driven. He's introverted. Mm-hmm. He wants facts. Right. And we had um, a young receptionist who is what they call a high eye and she's very engaging and chatty and sociable and out there and mm-hmm. and um, and she actually came and she said to me she was all upset and she said, you know, he, he doesn't like me and <laughs> all that. And I said to her, how do you know he doesn't like you? You know, tell me what that looks like. And she right. said, oh, I, I like I say good morning and hello to him and he he barely grunts and he just walks right by. <laughs> and right. he 
me a cold shoulder. So I spoke to him and I said, you know, look, you're really upsetting her. Would it be that hard to stop and say hello? And he said, yes. If I say hello, she just talks for 10 minutes. Right. Yep. I can't, you know, I can't bear it. I just wanted to say good so I don't say anything. Where she'd tell him her problems and what went wrong on the weekend. <laughs> and so it was, it was, you know, a bit hilarious behind the yeah. doors. But I brought the two of them in and we, we actually just went through the difference in the personality types. And I got them to do a quick exercise looking at each other's personality type. Mm. And she actually said, ah, I talk too much for him. Wow. And, you know, it completely solved the conflict. You know, so I find that that just, you know, that sort of understanding and not taking it personally. Yeah. That's you great know. for people to understand. You know, uh, one of the great things about those types of assessments is uh, the self-awareness, understanding your own style and understanding who you are. And then certainly, you know, as you say, being able to understand those around you uh, to deal with those types of scenarios to say, well, this may not be about liking or disliking. It's just we just communicate differently. And um, as part of our different communication styles, that's okay. You know, we can still get along and, and perform very well in our roles in this company. Um, we just, our communication style is going to be different and we can respect that about each other. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and of course, when the pressure's on, you know, people will often revert to type. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're very driven and results-oriented and, you know, they don't want the small talk, when the pressure's on, they're sort of, come on, give me those figures. Right. You know, where right. somebody who's very sociable, they're saying, you know, well, while that's booting up, what's news with you? And they say, I don't <laughs> want to change. Just give me the figures. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just gives you that little bit of, of extra awareness, mm-hmm. you know, which... Can, can really help because, of course, everything is based on our relationships if we yeah, want our yeah. business to survive. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, or- one of the things that you mentioned uh, there too when it comes to the relationships is building your inner circle. And you talk about it as though you want to surround yourself with uh, people that lift you and your business. And one thing that I want to talk about specifically in that is recognizing that there is a difference between the yes people in our lives, meaning those that every idea that we have and everything that we say, they say, oh, that's brilliant. That's wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. You should do that. And those that can be lovingly honest with us, um, but in doing that can actually help us excel and succeed at a much greater level. So when, when we are looking for, um, you know, building this inner circle, and I love this idea. I mean, I'd love to spend a ton of time on that by itself, but I love this idea of building your inner circle. But what are you looking for when you, you're trying to build those, those uh, kind of deep-rooted relationships with the people that are going to lift you up? Okay, one of the things for me, like number one, and I ask people, is for the gift of the truth. Yeah. I don't want them to tell me what I want to hear, what they think I might want to hear. I just ask them for the gift of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a number of inner circles and, you know, when it's related to my business, they are all business people. Right. They they know 
the challenges that are faced running a business. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's really interesting how often you'll, you'll get quite authoritative opinions from somebody who's never run a business. <laughs> so true. Yes. You know, so as my mum would have said, you considered the source. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I really make a point when it comes to business, if I've got, you know, business concerns or ideas, then I go to my, you know, business circles yeah. and I will talk to them through. And, and my, you know, I've, I've been a mentor and I'm and a mentee for many years. So mm-hmm. I will always go and talk to people and run it by them. So those inner circles, like I said, they, they've got to know what they're talking about. Um, you know, to be able to advise you wisely mm-hmm. and and they've got to love you enough to upset you. Right. Yes. So true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. The way that I often talk about that, you know, great communication um, is to be loving or, or to be to be direct and empathetic. And you can be one or the other, which would create very poor communication, but to be both is really one of the most loving things you can do. If you can be direct, but also empathetic and really kind of putting yourself in the shoes and understanding where that person's coming from. Yeah, beautiful. I really like that one. Um, well, Allison, I, I mean, uh, first of all, again, I, I really thank you. Uh, we could dive into all of these, but those were a couple that I really wanted to focus on. I wanted our audience to hear. I'm going to review real quickly again those six strategies just so make sure everybody hears them. Um, one is self-leadership and your mindset. The other strategy is strategic planning. Uh, the other is marketing. Next, we have operations. Then, of course, people and relationships. And the last strategy that you look over are the financial strategies. Um, And these are all part of this formula for small business success. Um, So, Allison, before we head out, tell us, how can we learn more about those strategies? How can we learn more about um, the things that you are doing out there to, to help businesses and their journey to make sure they don't end up being one of those bad statistics? Yes, well, um, I'm actually running a webinar that's free on January 22nd, mm-hmm. um, which will be 21st um, in your world. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and that's all about small business success strategies. Okay. And um, so they, they can find me. I'm, I'm easy to find on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Okay. My website is Push Business Training. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very welcome. I've got a number of um, free downloads Good. to help small business owners, mm-hmm. and that you know that webinar will actually cover a number of them too. Good and Good. Uh, and different tips and tricks that you know can help because we really do need to change those statistics. You know when we think of the ripple effect on those doors closing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the enormous percentage of businesses that are small businesses. Right. And if 70% of them are closing within 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, we we really need to change that because it, it will change the lives of families. That's right. You know, if their businesses do well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's looking at those six key strategies. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And uh, that's one of the things that I really, really appreciate about the way that you um, present this and help people understand it is 
so often people think in terms of, well, that business failed and so you move on. But the reality is you take a small business, even with five or 10 employees, that's five or 10 families that get impacted by the failure of that. And then you multiply that by the millions of small businesses uh, around. It it is absolutely, um, it can be devastating for uh, families and even for communities. And it makes me wonder too, Kyle, how that affects our economy mm-hmm. because those families, when those businesses go under, you know, they need community support. Right. You know, right. so that the ripple effect really does go on and on. And I work in the, in the heart of the city here in Brisbane and I walk of a morning and, you know, it breaks my heart a little. I see these businesses open and, and, you know, three months later they close and then yeah. somebody refurbishes it and they open and, you know, it's, um, yeah, we, we really do need to change those figures. I think. Okay. Yeah. I could not agree more. I think uh, there's so many things that we can do and I really appreciate you being a part of that and trying to make an impact. And um, so I, I want to encourage everyone out there to check out Allison's information. We will certainly put links uh, in the show notes so you can go check those things out and uh, and take a look at that uh, webinar coming up and see if there's some information in there that you can use and, um, and maybe even uh, leverage her knowledge and expertise to help you. Allison, thank you so much. Uh, this has just been tremendous information and um, thank you for the impact that you're having and the way that you're changing lives and changing businesses. Thank you so much, Carl. I really appreciate the, the time and the opportunity and it's great to chat to you. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Yeah.